0: Welcome to the Contextual Safeguarding Podcast. I'm Delphine Peace, Research Fellow in the Contextual Safeguarding Team, and today I'm speaking to Laura Price. Laura is a Young Women's Associate at the organisation Abienda. Abienda is a London-based social enterprise that works with young women affected by gangs and county lines and the professionals who support them. Abienda works alongside young women to enhance local practice through training and case consultation, and they also provide one-to-one support to young women affected by these issues. Abianda is using contextual approaches in its one-to-one work with young women. So for example, they are using safety mapping and peer mapping. But more recently, Abianda has trialled a new way of working with peers in a community setting. Together with youth facilitators, they planned and delivered a peer-led intervention with a peer group at a local youth club. Laura oversaw this piece of work, and she's here to tell us more about it and share her reflections with us. So hi, Laura. Thank you very much for joining us today. Hi. Could you introduce yourself and tell us about your role at Abienda?
1: Yeah, I'm Laura and I'm a Young Women's Associate at Abianda, so I work with 10 to 16 year old young women doing a mixture of one-to-one work, group work and a bit of training for professionals as well.
0: Thank you. So you were involved in this peer-led group work project with young women at a youth club. Could you describe this intervention?
1: How did it come about and what did you do? So I've been going to the youth club um, to their open access sessions since spring 2019 when I was setting up. Uh, the project with 10 to 16 year old young women Um, and I started to get to to know the youth workers and the young people to see how we could kind of work in partnership uh, with each other Um, and from this I started working with three young women who were actually all in the same peer group but I was doing one-to-one work with each of them because that's how they'd chosen to engage. Uh, I had offered group work in the youth club setting right at the beginning but they kind of said actually We don't think that's right for this space. This is kind of where we come to hang out and chill out. We don't want to do structured work here, but we'd like to meet you elsewhere at college or in the community to do some one-to-one work. So we started doing that. Um, And then about a year later, the group work conversation was picked up again with some of the youth workers. uh, And I mentioned it to the young women that I'd been doing the one-to-one work with. And one of them said, oh, actually, yeah, we think that would be really great. We're still going to the youth club with our friends, but we think some of the young girls would really benefit from the work that we've been doing in our one-to-one sessions. We think it'd be great if you could do that with them as well. Um, They then said, but we only think it will work if we are part of the group with you and can kind of run the group with you or have some kind of involvement in it. So I was like, great, that sounds fantastic. Um, Abienda is uh, one of our kind of key principles is participation so to have young women leading the conversation about participating in the group work was, was a really great start, start for us um, and so we started to set up the sessions and to think about how we could do that together so we worked with the older young women trained them up a little bit to become co-facilitators and then planned the group with them and they then did a lot of the setting up so they're kind of talking to their peers the younger girls at the youth club to engage them um, and they also led activities within the sessions and planned the sessions with us um, and did a lot of peer mentoring and peer support in in the actual group sessions themselves as well.
0: How interesting and how did contextual safeguarding help to shape this work?
1: So I think first of all for us it was about engaging with a location and not just doing a piece of group work sort of in silo and so i have been doing group work previously as part of the um, project that I run, but often it was kind of one-off pieces of work in schools, also sometimes in youth youth clubs. Um, but this was more about building a relationship with a particular place and context over a period of time. So I think that um, that was one way that I was thinking about contextual safeguarding as, as I was doing the work and setting it up. Um, And then also valuing the expertise of the young women. So really listening to them about what their particular context was like, what the youth club was like, how a group session might work in that particular context, and then also Um, hearing from them what the needs were of the wider area, the kind of local community and what young women were experiencing there that could then inform what we looked at in the sessions. Uh, And again, this is kind of a value of Abianda that we really value young women as experts on their own lives. So kind of bringing that value alongside, um, thinking about how that really helps us to understand the context better. Uh, And then also, uh, there was a lot of helpful information on the Contextual Safeguarding Network about uh, working with peer groups and how that um, can inform a contextual approach. So that was really helpful when setting this work up as well. And
0: I believe this was quite a new way of working for Abienda. In what ways was this quite new for you and what did you have to do differently?
1: Yeah, so we've had young women co-facilitating groups before Um, that was kind of a key part of our group work prior to this project Um, but usually it was young women who were working for Abianda on um, contracts or short-term contracts who would come in and do group work with me the thing that was different about this project was that it was young women from the specific location that we were then delivering the group work into so we were uh, um, yes so it wasn't young women who were just sort of working for the organisation Station and then coming into different locations with us. It was young women from that specific location doing the work with us in Ooh. that place. The other thing that I think was a bit different was the long-term nature of the work, the fact that actually we'd been um, going to the youth club, building relationships with the youth workers and the young women for a year. Well, actually it was a year and a half in the end because of COVID. Uh, kind of building those relationships and allowing one-to-one support to then develop into a group project that was something that was newer for us as well normally the one-to-one work and the group work project, projects were quite separate but here kind of one uh, built and led into another.
0: Okay and did you receive any feedback from the youth facilitators who were involved in developing and delivering this piece of work?
1: Yep, so at the start of the project, we asked them about their best hopes, uh, and that's something we do at Abianda with all the young women we work with. It's part of our solution focused practice. So we asked them what their best hopes were for this piece of work and for them being co facilitators in the group work. And they were really clear that they wanted to increase their confidence, their communication skills, and also their teamwork skills. They, those were kind of three areas. Uh, that came out for each of them Um, and they said by the end of the sessions that they felt they all felt that they were kind of closer to reaching those best hopes and that they'd increased in all of these areas which is a a really great outcome from that we also provided them with references at the end of the support as well because we really wanted to have them to have not just increased skills at the end of the project but to uh, really feel that that their input and their expertise had been valued in the project. So we gave them references uh, saying how they would built their skills and kind of that they could then use uh, and take to job interviews or put on job applications. Um, And we were able to give them vouchers as well to kind of remunerate them for the work that they'd put in and give them an actual tangible um, kind of outcome and reward for that.
0: Mm, That's really important, thank you. Yeah, it's really good to hear such great feedback from the facilitators. And this last question is for professionals and organizations who would like to develop peer-led group work within peer groups and within community settings. Based on what you learned from this experience,
1: what key considerations would you like to share with them? There were a few that I could think of. Um, So the first one I think is to to think about your one-to-one support and how how follow-up opportunities can be developed from that uh, and asking young people what they need next and what would be useful for them Um, and I think this particularly applies if you're working with young people from um, a peer group so if you're working with more than one person from a peer group uh, thinking about how could we actually join this work up uh, and how would this be useful? How would it benefit them? And then putting that question back to them as well. Is there a way that one to one support can inform group work, uh, particularly in, in peer groups, if you're working with more than one young person? Then I think being flexible was really important for us in this project. Um, part of the reason we were able to experiment with it a bit and run it and do something new was because we we're in the middle of COVID and a lot of our group work had been affected. But it meant that we kind of went in with not knowing what was going to happen, being able to adjust things, change things and maybe spend a bit more time on it than we normally would have done. Um, But this was really important, I think, because it meant that we could keep going back to the young women um, and keep adjusting what we were doing based on their needs. So it was very flexible. It was very iterative and it was very informed by the young women at each stage. We don't always have that amount of time but i think if you can create that time and flexibility within a project that really really helped on this occasion and then i think the um the other thing that was really important was as i've already spoken about kind of valuing the expertise of the young women and giving them space to lead so uh, some of the best work that was done in sessions was the young women giving peer support to the younger girls in the group um, and one of the things that came out of that was a conversation around mental health and counselling and where the younger young women had been quite uh had had certain assumptions I guess or stereotypes around mental health and counselling by the end of the support one of them said that she was actually open to being referred to counselling which was kind of a really big change so I think that that wouldn't have happened if it had just been me talking about mental health that really came from the co-facilitators sharing their experiences and from the young women hearing from their peers about that experience. And then the final thing is the preparation sessions, the sort of training that we did with the co-facilitators. I think that was really, really important at the start to ensure the safety of them when they were taking part in the group and also the other young women who were taking part to, I suppose, give them space to think about what would be different from when they were in the youth club being young people and being peers to what what would it it would be like when they were co-facilitating and sort of being leaders in that space and understanding the boundaries that might need to be in place how they could protect and look after themselves but also how they could uh, sort of lead well and develop the skills they were looking to, to develop.
0: Great thank you this is yeah such important and really valuable advice and you've shown really clearly that the added value of working with your facilitators and all these additional benefits that it can bring to your intervention. So thank you, thank you very much, Laura. And for those listening, you can read more about this work um, and key learning from it in a case study that Laura wrote which is available on our Spotlight feature on the Contextual Safeguarding Network. Really fascinating to hear about this work, Laura. And thank you so much for sharing your learning with us today. Thanks for having me.